how do we go? And we can kind of talk out loud about this, right? How do we go to market differently then? Do we, is it just as simple as like the founding or maybe perhaps just like leading team has to make the statement and agree that we are going to go to market better together? Or is it actually about some steps along the way to ensure that that, you know, that collective value, the one plus one is 10 to your point is you know ever present? I have thoughts on this, but I'm curious for yours. Huh. Um, it's not, I mean, for me, it always starts with value. And I mean, in my book, I'm talking about the, the, the first fundamental aspects of that. Let me, let me just summarize them. First of all, acknowledge that you cannot please everyone. Um, I think that's, that's a founding follow-up. principle towards if you directly go to the market or if you go to, through the market through partners. Um, it's, it, it is about getting, get, becoming the, the, the prime choice for, for a few uh, because that's where the value is. And once the value is there, it, it creates something, the word of mouth, for example, it creates fans. Uh, all of these things help. Second principle in my book, it's the second trait that I could talk about is that you create something valuable that's not only valuable, but also desirable. Mm. Because something can be valuable and uh, it can still be nice to have. But the moment it becomes desirable and ideally that it, that it embed, embeds urgency in something critical, that's, that's super powerful. And what I see is that a lot of companies, um, you know, it's hard to get that on, on your own. And sometimes it's, if you just you have, take your ego out, and say, wait a minute, there's another, there's, there's this component and that component. And if we bring it together, it's that this is their core business. This is our core business. But together we have something that, yeah, the customer is, is, yeah, is asking for, is secretly wanting. That's super important. And then the third trait that I talk about in my book is uh, aim to be different, not better. And I, uh, I like what that. I see so much in, in the B2B SaaS world is that we try to be better. And better is something that a customer, first of all, cannot see, cannot touch. They can only, yeah, hopefully believe it when you say we're the leader here or we are the, the biggest company there. Uh, I would say prove it, you know, by being, um, by, yeah, by delivering outstanding results. And to do that, you have to be different. And that's also a great way to leverage partners. Such a fascinating idea. I, I don't, I don't know that I've ever actually heard that. Maybe it's just my limited exposure to that concept, but the idea of of not being better. Everyone talks about better. We're the best at this, and we, you know, people love to trash talk their competitors, and we do that better. Yeah. And we can, but different is such a simple concept because it's to your point, it's measurable. We work in this capacity in this way differently. It's interesting too. You were talking about sort of the sum of our parts. That concept of like when we work yeah. together, we are creating something. I always have this visual. I'm very like um, when I hear things, I, I see it in my head for whatever reason. It's how I function, and. I'm picturing like the, I talked about this early in, in the show too, like a year ago, but the Lego mat, like the, the green Lego mat that we all remember from when we were kids where you built like your house or you built your, you know, Star Wars ship or whatever it is. And that you could look at that mat and say like, it's so simple and there's nothing to it. How could I ever create, you know, the castle or the, whatever it is in the back of the box you're trying to build. But that as you incrementally put the pieces together, the picture starts to, to form yeah. into a real world shape. And when I think about what you're describing in terms of both difference and the sum of our parts value you're describing here specifically, I'm picturing that Lego experience and that when I want to build my castle, and I want that castle to have a moat around it so it's defensible and I can protect myself from, you know, marauders or whatever it is, that ultimately that's going to come from taking the, the steps necessary to combine those pieces, those different Lego blocks into yeah. the shape, the structure that is sound, which is the castle, and then yep. to do it differently, which means perhaps I don't follow the instructions or I do it out of order or whatever it is, but that ultimately that's going to put me in a better position over the long term. If yep. I'm a B2B 
SaaS founder or, you know, uh, employee, I guess, if you will, at this point, what are some of the things that I can think about? Maybe in your experience, you've had some exposure to this in terms of that differentiation specifically through partnerships. Again, I, I have some thoughts on this. I don't want to rush through it, but ultimately when I think about partnerships as a differentiator, I think a lot of folks go very quickly to partnerships as a leverage towards revenue. How do I get more in the door? I think as a differentiator, I'm immediately thinking about things like app marketplaces and building marketplaces in general that allows you to say, you know, maybe our product is not so dissimilar from our competitor. However, we have a core integration with the top 10 other platforms that our customers are most likely to show up at our doorfront with. Like I think about that as a massive value add for yep. the market, massive value add for the customer base, and an absolute core differentiator. I'm curious if you agree and if there's other ideas that yeah, are top yeah, of absolutely. mind for you. That's yeah. how to start it. You know, I typically, I made my book, page number 24, I'm talking about a triangle. Uh, I was on a podcast with a guy called Jonathan Stark, and he called it at the end, the broken triangle. Hmm. And I think that's, that is the picture that you should have in mind. It shouldn't be broken. Um, a triangle ideally uh, is about three equally strong legs. And in my book, I'm talking about the, the three angles that, I'm to, uh, that, that are important there. First of all is, if you look at all the problems that your end customer tries to solve, you know, the things that wake them up at night, make a list of that. And the second th- thing you do is once you get that list, I mean, and if I go to it with my customers um, in, the, in, the, in the repositioning projects that I do with a lot of them, um, it becomes a list of 60, 70 points which is far too much. What we then do is looking at, looking at it from three angles. Each problem, how valuable is it to solve for your customer? Second thing is how critical is it to solve for your customer? And then the third thing is your ability to exceed expectations on solving this problem or that problem or that problem. And then it becomes a formula. So value and critical is really important because the two together, if you, if you score a nine on valuable and a nine on uh, critical, you score 81 points, you know, it's like multiplied. And suddenly you can you can create a list and the ten, the top 10 is, is at the top. Now you're looking at, okay, so where can we exceed expectations whereby a five is okay, we're equal to competition. And a lot of companies make the mistakes. We can, we can exceed expectations because we can solve it. That's not what it's about. Like where can you exceed expectations? And that's where the opportunity arises for a company to um, to create a unique position in the market. But it's also an opportunity to say we would we, we need to we we make the difference on these two. But if we would make the difference on these three problems, and we take this partner with us because they have this skill, this capability, this way of access to the market, this network, um, and we can solve that problem and we can increase our ability to exceed expectations. It's the way to go for it. Uh, the customer will see that. The partner will see that there is, you need both. And that's a great way, a great way to, to get started. It's a pretty simple concept. Well, it's a differentiator too. It goes yeah. back to your previous idea. So say yeah. all three of them out loud again. I want the, the listeners to hear it. Make a list of problems. Yep. Each of the problems answer three questions. On a scale of one to 10, how valuable is it? How critical is it? And how, what is your ability to exceed expectations? Do that, that. Create, a, create a spreadsheet, make the formula, sort it, done. <laughs> I love formulas. That's why I want to have you say it again. So valuable, critical, and a, a measurable impact. How can we exceed exactly. yeah. expectations exactly. there? That's brilliant. Um, I know we've got a few more minutes here. Are there some parting thoughts you can share with the audience around how to take this triangle 
reinforce it and apply it most effectively, I think quickly in an organization that like a lot of folks that listen to this have some sort of a partner program. That's at least what I've been told so far, right? So yep. they've got something going on. That list of priorities you're describing of the customer and you know of the, the opportunity set, yep. how often are they revisiting that? Like I'm thinking about them starting today. They're listening to your episode right now. They're hearing this and saying, okay, great. Do I do this monthly, quarterly? How often do you recommend folks engage in that? That math depends a little bit. It's, it is, yeah. first of all, it's good to keep that a, a live document. Because, I, like that. I mean, every day you hear new problems that your customers are struggling with. Make a list of that. And even if you don't solve them right now, it's very good for your R&D department. Or to start sourcing partners. <laughs> mm, I love <laughs> if that. If you need to make a difference there. Yep. Um, then review it every six months. Because it's not about whether your product has evolved or your partnership has evolved. Your customer is evolving as well. So what was a problem a quarter ago is not a problem today anymore. And what was, uh, and the other way around, you know, we had COVID. I mean, we all know what happened then. Certain problems that we used to fix like no one else suddenly weren't important anymore. But other things became important. So it's always, you know, keep keep looking at it. What is What are the dynamics of your customer, of your joint end customer, partner and you, uh, that are changing and, yeah, Keep having a having a conversation, a lively conversation, how you can solve it in the best possible way. I love that call out though. It's organic, then, it's yeah, ever evolving. Niche down. Yeah, you know, don't say we're the best for everybody and this is about volume and so on. Uh, of course, a number of in- industries it is about volume, but typically when it comes to mid-market and up, these are yeah, long t- the deals where you want to have a long-term relationship with customers and uh, also the right. partners want to stay involved for a long time. It's brilliant. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for that. Good. Super, super <laughs> helpful insights. I love the the core takeaways here. If folks want to reach out, they want to get in touch. How do they find you on the internet? How do they find your book? You know, how do they engage with you as a brand? I'm always every day. I look on LinkedIn, um, so that's where you can find me. Just just type my name. There isn't any other one, as far as I can uh, can 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 see. Otherwise, go to my website, um, valueinspiration.com, and that's where you will on the first page already see a way to to download my book because it's available for free. It's my, my way of giving back. I love it. Okay. Well, yeah. I it will openly admit that I have yet to do so. I owe that to you and I will this week. I finally have some free time and I'm going to read it up. Thank you for your absolutely brilliant insight. I appreciate it. Um, wonderful conversation today. I'm glad you joined the show. For folks listening, yeah. thank you as always for checking us out. Please like, subscribe, comment. And as always, I welcome your feedback. I love the messages that I get on LinkedIn, the DMs the ideas. Um, If you know somebody should be a guest, I'm certainly open to that as well. But I appreciate your listenership and viewership. Tom, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thanks again, my friend. Until next time. 